Hello and welcome to the Sleepy Podcast. We are very sleepy. Jackson was yawning right when we clapped synced. I'm, of course, tired. I had to wake up at the horrible hour of 11.30 in the morning. Whoever does that. Kaya hasn't had his ninth Coke of the day, which is a horrid crime. I'm feeling pretty good, actually. You know how no, like, you're not, I think no, all of us are up, suffering Kaya, from shitty sleep, but... You know how once in a while, like two or three times a year, you get that 12-hour sleep? I had one of those. Yeah. That's bad for you, though. That's not that that's oversleeping. Like, that makes me just as tired. It's good for you when you've been undersleeping. I don't know about that. I always feel just as bad when I oversleep. Jackson, do you do, you don't do your typical, like, once every two months, just day of sleeping? Where you, oh, you, no, I absolutely yeah. do. Oh, yeah. I absolutely do. I had one of those a couple days ago. I love them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I, I genuinely think like I don't wake up from those well rested. I, I wake up sore and like tired. Though I always wake up tired, so maybe it's just me. I hate that too about our bodies. Like, why am I sore? Why do I feel swollen and just like exhausted <laughs> yeah. from sleep? But mentally, I'm happy. I, I feel much, much better than uh, staying up all day. Sleeping's this weird, this weird little like sharpshooter window. Where if you get enough and you're just right, it's great. But if you don't get enough, you really, really want sleep. And if you get too much, you really, really want sleep. And you just, you just always mm-hmm. want more. Fucking sucks. It's. I wish we did more research into sleep and dreams. I, w- I really want to know what dreams are like, in terms of why we have them. They're real, Jackson. They're all real. I, I I think it would be cool if it was like looking into a uh, a multiverse or something. Like you get transported oh, to a different- God. No, I don't want the no. Go away. <laughs> Keep your fucking Marvel bullshit away from my dreams. At least <laughs> the I was- last thing I want is for them to like monopolize on multiverse Kaya. Oh, in this universe, you're a fucking. You cannot throw punches for some reason. That's a common theme in my <laughs> dreams. <laughs> I, I was thinking on that multiverse shit recently. Is multiverse? The new fad, popular yes. entertainment thing, like it's like how it was. And Jackson like and I told years. you guys, yeah, remember? it's the new zombie fad. Basically, I never realized yeah. how common it is everywhere in all these big properties now, where where just everything is like we have a multiverse. You know, you know why it's popular? It's because lazy writers are then able to easily insert character cameos without any effort at all. That's a really good point. It's that, and it's basically the same thing that video games have done forever, where instead of having two characters and two different sprites for two different fighting characters, you can just uh, color swap them. Oh no, this is is not just Sub-Zero copied and pasted. This is Scorpion, and he throws fire instead of water. (laughs) It's the same thing. In the movies now, no, this isn't Spider-Man. It's Spider-Man with a sombrero. (laughs) <laughs> you also picked the perfect analogy because that's explicitly what happened with Mortal Kombat. You're a very smart man, Kaya. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. No, it's true. Um, the original Mortal Kombat was running low on memory, but they wanted more characters, so that's why Scorpion yeah. and Sub-Zero are copy and paste of each other. Mm-hmm. You picked the perfect analogy. I don't know if you knew that fact, but you fucking nailed it. I knew they were sprite swaps. I just, I also figured that I was gonna give get shit for like, no, Kaya, actually, technically speaking, Sub Zero is from the Quan Chi clan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you fucking idiot. Everyone knows that. Why are you are you seriously that afraid to like make a statement or have an opinion on the podcast now, Kaya? 
even baited into submission? No, not afraid to make it, but I do expect that sort of response anymore at this point. So there is definitely, like, for all the contrarianism that I put out there and for all the times I get called a contrarian, I do think there are people who just disagree with me for the sake of it. Now. Oh, yeah. We, we have fans who just hate one of us for some reason. And and they just do that. And, and that's it, okay. That's okay. You know, it's just better to not read it at all. Just not even care what they say. We're, we're, we're guilty of that too. There's certain people that we hate and we'll just hate for no reason. So it's just like kind of human nature, I think, to some degree. Well, yeah. You and Boogie. Well, no, I, I love Boogie. <laughs> we all have our haters that, and it, it's irrelevant. Just ignore them. Say what you're going to say. Because they're going to hate you no matter what. Yeah. They could, even if they agree with your opinion, they're going to be like, uh, Kaya, yeah, you're right, but you missed this part and this part and you forgot this detail. And actually, this small specific thing is not right. Like, shut up. Who cares? That's fine. I want to dunk on zombies instead. Hang on. So, like you said, the multiverse stuff is now the new fad. Yes. At least it killed the zombie fad. I'm happy about that. Do you guys remember the early 2000s when everything had to have a goddamn zombie in it? I it was definitely like, do. It, wait, when was Walking Dead? It was like 2010. That wasn't early 2000s. 2008, was I think, was Walking Dead. Yeah, well, 2000s in general, I guess, is what yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't that long And that ago. thing's still going, right? Not as uh, much. No? The zombie thing definitely fell off hard at some point. It's It's still there, but it's not the fad, you know? Oh, I meant the show, yeah. The- I kind of get where the multiverse um, concept is so exciting and, and liked by a lot of people. But why was the zombie one ever? Why did that one I don't get know. So it's, I always thought it was the lamest shit. Oh, hey, Charlie. So, yeah, I was saying I, I totally understand why the multiverse is popular because it's a way to, you know, integrate character cameos super easily. But why was zombies ever that popular? Why was zombies a fad? <laughs> I have no idea. They suck so much. They're just a fun vessel for like gore and yeah, terror. I guess it's a fairly easy horror thing to write because it's all fully established, and because they're slow and methodical, you get a lot of character and story writing. Like, oh, we're safe in here. We barricaded it, and then you can have twenty minutes of characters talking. So they're just easy to do. What so before before zombies? What mm-hmm. was there? There was vampires. I get why vampires was nice because vampires were attractive. You had Edward Cullen and he sparkled in the sun. That that didn't last long though. What about before that? No, it didn't. I'm trying to find a list mm. of like Hollywood trends, and it's harder than I thought it would be. I just think we need to look at the history of fads in order to predict what comes next. And if we can predict what comes next, we'll shoot to the top of Hollywood. I know the 80s because of Mad Max had a post-apocalyptic trend, and I would love for that to come back. What about, hmm, what about swamp monsters? (laughs) Yeah, it's probably going to be the next trend. (laughs) Everyone's favorite character. Unless Hollywood, like, moves to Florida for some reason um oh god i hope ai doesn't become a fucking trend oh it absolutely what it already yeah it will it will every every media will talk about it and and make it the premise boring it's so done it's so done um okay so according to ai here we have westerns disaster films that's true Oh, disaster films was a huge trend. Yeah, God, I yeah, wish the yeah. disaster fad never ended. 
Oh well, God. me too, but it wasn't really a fad. It's just Roland Emmerich. It like it wasn't a huge... yeah, and he put out like movies every <laughs> two years. Yeah, it was literally just him. But don't you think it's indicative of a trend that like a movie studio kept greenlighting his ideas every year? God, yeah, it's so good though. Yeah, those are my favorite movies. There's two on here that are pretty interesting as well. Um, beach movies were a trend in like the 50s and 60s. You know the movies where they just go to the beach and hang out? There's a fucking surf contest. That's, cute. That's so cute. That's, That's cool. such a wholesome th- uh, fad. That kind of made a comeback recently in Top Gun Maverick. There was a beach scene there. And, and then one of the best parts of the movie. The other one, which I hope just dies forever, is when every movie was trying to be made for 3D. Oh yeah. Yeah. oh, yeah. I remember, yeah. Yeah, every single movie wanted 3D. That shit was horrendous. That was horrendous. They're kind of trying that super immersive shit over here in Australia at the moment. There's a cinema that opened with, like, full 360 screens or whatever, like, ultra-wide, basically. And I, I don't know. This just seems lame. It doesn't seem very interesting to me if the screens What's just the wrap difference? around your head. It's like... So it's you like you're watching like constantly it. look around. Yeah, like stuff could happen in the peripheral and you're like seeing it out of the side of your eye, basically. I don't know. It just seems dumb. It's not like movies would be made mm. for that either. What kind of movies do they play? I think I think they just convert like popular movies to it. That would be tedious. Didn't YouTube try that for a while with the like 360 degree video that you could pan around? Oh, but yeah. then really they yeah, did. They did. There only ever were like 20 videos ever released for it, and no one ever had the equipment or attention. The biggest fucking thing they did with that is on uh, April Fool's, they gave watch parties with Snoop Dogg, and you would watch viral videos <laughs> in a 3D theater with Snoop Dogg sitting next to you. That was, that was like that. the only fucking thing they ever did with that. Snoop Dogg gets so far currently off just reputation alone. What does he even do? That's all he has is reputation. (laughs) Everything he does now is reputation based. I have no idea what he does. He grew up a very famous rapper and he earned a big reputation on it and he still makes music. It's just largely terrible now and no one ever talks about his new stuff. Oh yeah. The only song I know he made recently was the NFT one. The one that made that makes me laugh is he back in the God, I want to say early 2010s. He said, I'm going back to Jamaica and making reggae music and I'm no longer going to be called Snoop Dogg. I'm going to be called Snoop Lion because in Jamaican culture, I vaguely remember that in Jamaican culture, dogs are seen as dirty and lowly, but the lion's the king. He's the king of the jungle. So I'm doing that's reggae. Not just Jamaica, that's just pretty universal. Lions are seen as the king. Every yeah, day, but, but that was his logic yeah. behind it. And he was like, I'm going to be the king of the jungle. I'm Snoop Lion. And he put out, I think, two reggae albums and they were both universally hated. And then he went back to Snoop Dogg and never talked about it again. But does he actually make stuff as Snoop Dogg? Currently, no. I'd guess. I think I don't know. He gets high and he Instagrams. That's all I know about him is screenshots of his Instagram where he talks about being high. Yeah, but he, he doesn't even do anything then. He just, he, like you said, he just gets high. He just kind of exists. Well, he's also known for smoking weed, like in weed culture. <laughs> That's a big part of his image. That's a pretty high bar to clear. He makes an album like every year. He had an album in this year, last year, 2021, 2019, 2018. Yeah, but no one talks about that. They only talk about him getting high. That's what's 
sad about this. Because he makes bad music now, yeah. Well, th- I don't know if he makes bad music. I haven't heard it. Have you heard it? No, but no one talks about it. Yeah, if it was good, then we probably would have heard it, right? Yeah. It just doesn't mean it's bad, though. It just means it's not as popular as it once was. I suppose, yeah, sp- if we're being specific. But it's it's not popular. Isn't that the whole discussion, that he's not popular anymore for music? That, well, I don't know well, when he that is happened. Jackson, Jack, Jackson was just saying, does he make anything anymore is all. And the answer is Which... largely not really. It's mainly reputation. You can't say no one talks about his music because it's bad now, because all of the famous songs nowadays are ass. So that's not necessarily a correlation. What has he even released? I'm looking on Spotify. It's a single that says latest release, and this was from 2023, actually. Called I'm California. (laughs) In California, my bad. And this okay. already sounds shitty. Yeah, his music is definitely uh, not what it used to be. His first couple albums hit number one on the charts and were just huge international sellers. And now his newest albums, they kind of chart. You know, as most do, but pretty low. Yeah. Let's talk about a more relevant Snoop Dogg thing. Have you guys seen the video where he's playing Madden and he just gets extremely fucking mad? No. Mm, yeah, that happens a lot. It surprises me because part of his whole image he is gets being angry a lot. Yeah, part of his image, I, I guess, for modern standards, is he's chill and he smokes weed, and he, you know he's Snoop Dogg. He's like, hey, he's Snoop Dogg. He's hanging out. There he is. But I, he plays Madden, and he just gets incredibly fucking pissed every time. I was surprised. The weed was meant to mellow you out. Yeah, me too. Well, Madden just is a frustrating game. <laughs> yeah, really. Imagine how angry he is sober. Oh, that's a really good point, actually. What is Snoop Dogg like sober? Do we have footage of that? Do we have evidence of that? How old is he? Mm-hmm. Charlie, do you want to review his compilation from 2022 called Metaverse, the NFT drop? Well, that's what I was just talking about. That's the only new project I know he did music for. He did an NFT music video, I think with Eminem, actually, for his Bored Ape. Oh, I think he... Oh, yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's fucking horrible. (laughs) We probably talked about it when it It's called From the D to the LBC, and it's Eminem and Snoop Dogg. Oh, yeah. We talked about this back when it came out. Yeah, we did. What's beautiful is it didn't work. So this has 85 million views. Like, it's huge. Mm-hmm. And the Bored Apes <laughs> are still worth absolutely nothing. Uh, in fact, Mo, I think it was Snoop Dogg. Recently, he announced he's doing a NFT or a Bored Ape collab with Shoes because his Bored Ape is currently like 90% down. And it seems like it's a last-ditch Hail Mary to get some artificial interest so he can dump it quickly. Because it has lost all of its value. I think it was Snoop Dogg for his NFT shoes. What? You buy shoes and you get an NFT? Is that the idea? No, it it was Snoop Dogg. It's Snoop Dogg Cross Skechers. And it's for Dr. Bombay, which is his NFT board ape, which has no fucking value anymore. So Skechers, which is a very out-of-touch brand already. It's only worn exclusively by four-year-olds or 94-year-olds. They teamed up with Snoop Dogg to do really god-awful-looking shoes that have Snoop Dogg's Bored Ape on them, and that's it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it seems like the whole idea with that from Snoop is, 
my fucking board ape is worthless now. Maybe this will help get some some value out of it if I can dump it. So, wow. Oh, wow. That's they, uh, where we're currently at with that. They really went with the cheetah print shoelaces, huh? Yep. <laughs> Holy shit. These are, mm-hmm. these are ugly as fuck. Oh, they're terrible. They're absolutely terrible. Oh, my God. Do you guys actually, like, think shoes look cool most of the time? I've never No. Been. I'm not a big shoe guy. Neither. No. I, I actually wear Skechers. I'm like the only one outside <laughs> of the, the two extremes that wears Skechers. I like shoes. Why, why? But why did you Skechers? They're just super comfortable. They're just slip-on shoes. It's literally like wearing old water shoes. I also do not care anything about shoes other than they need to be comfy. I guess I would also not want them to be this ugly. I wouldn't wear this. I guess I'd rather go barefoot, but other than that, I don't get the whole subculture of I don't even know what they call themselves. The people sneaker who really like sneakers. Yeah. Yeah, sneaker. Yeah, they have entire like conventions for that. and shit for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sneaker culture is like insane. It's massive. Oh, apparently there's also a sneakerhead NFT collection, so they're coming full circle now. Hmm. Yeah. Nice. Didn't um, Snoop Dogg also uh, join an esports org? Was it FaZe? Yes. He was an owner of FaZe. Honorary celebrity member of FaZe Clan. (laughs) No, he was more than he was more than that. He he was he had equity. Well, yeah, but I I don't think he's going up on stage playing a Counter Strike tournament anytime soon. Nope, just another frivolous spending venture from FaZe that got them nothing in return. Mm-hmm. Classic FaZe. Yeah, we're talking about it 10 years later, kind of. True. They're on top of it. It's really paying off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to buy a FaZe jersey now. As long as it's got Snoop Dogg on it. Yeah, I, sometimes I wonder, like, how much does it actually cost to get a famous celebrity to endorse your crap? Oh, with a brand like FaZe, probably not much because the name has so much power. So they probably just do an equity deal and minimal money would Mm -hmm. be my guess. Mm -hmm. Little Yachty is also apparently a member of FaZe Clan. Yep. There's quite a few celebrities that are. Mm -hmm. Did any of the NFT people ever get in trouble or in any sort of lawsuits over like the fact that they trotted out hundreds of celebrities on like late night TV shows to chuck their shitty NFTs? Of course and then the whole not. thing just collapsed. <laughs> no, of course oh they didn't God. get in trouble. I, but you would think that like million dollar million dollar Hollywood lawyers would be mad on behalf of their rich clients, you know? Because they were given like $20 million NFTs and then two years later they're worth seven bucks. You'd think someone would be a little angry, but I guess not. All of the people with power probably profited. <laughs> so... <laughs> It probably doesn't matter. <laughs> Apparently, it's the other way. Celebrities that promoted board ape NFTs are now facing a class action lawsuit. <laughs> oh, nice. That's good. The list of defendants might as well be a Coachella lineup with names like Diplo, Snoop Dogg, Post Malone, and The Weeknd cited alongside Yuga Labs, Inc. Is that the NFT lab? I don't know. Yuga Labs is the one behind uh, board apes. I think board they do apes, more yeah. than board apes, though. I think they branched out into other shit as well. 
Yeah, I'm looking at it. They do a bunch of those. And it, uh, a class action, ones. though, that's anyone can start a class yeah. action, really. Those aren't the yeah, big Yeah, class ones. actions are usually scams. Yeah, those aren't the big ones. They're not necessarily scams. It's just super easy to start and you only end up getting like 12 cents back. Yeah, if so those... Yeah, that's a scam. Those don't hold much value, unfortunately. It, you'd need someone to step in from like the upper echelon and like do some kind of direct lawsuit against like Snoop Dogg and Eminem, like, otherwise you're not going to see too much change or anything. Who's in the upper echelon? It'd have to be like an equally rich and powerful person who watched the Snoop Dogg Eminem collab, bought the NFTs, like bought a bunch of board apes and lost his ass on it. <laughs> Meanwhile, they profited, so they'd get mad and sue him. Why wouldn't someone like, uh, like a multi-billionaire do that just to earn some goodwill? Like uh, Warren Because Buffett they're not stupid enough to buy NFTs in the first yeah. place. Most of them probably just didn't bother buying in the first place. Yeah. Most people know yeah, not to. You think Jeff Bezos is out there collecting bored apes? That's not happening. <laughs> no, but I, like, it could be some like quick uh, brownie points with the, with the masses. You, you have just... to understand, Jackson, most celebrities and most like powerful people don't give a fuck about brownie points. <laughs> like, they just don't care. Yeah. Well, celebrities are idiots, but the, once you reach billionaire status, a lot of those, you get filtered out as an idiot before you make it that far. I guess as a publicity stunt, somebody could sue these people. You know, if like, I would expect someone like Andrew Tate to sue Logan Paul for his NFT zoo or whatever he was doing. Yeah, I don't know why I went the brownie point uh, way when it could have just been, you know, attention. That could have been mm-hmm. good. Someone just does it to get headlines. I'm glad NFTs are dead. Yeah, most people are glad they're dead, I imagine. They are dead, but there's a lot of people making them as well. It's pretty fucking sad. There's some fucking celebrities on here. Mike Tyson has NFTs. You guys know that? I did not. I think most celebrities have NFTs because somewhere in that pipeline at Hollywood or wherever... They said that this is a good idea, so they just, without questioning, were like, all right, fine, just grab one. Oh, yeah, their managers just signed them up for it. Yeah, Yeah. someone says, hey, you could make a ton of money doing this. What, you want to try it? And the celebrity probably goes, oh, like, so, for example, Mike's NFTs are called Iron Pigeons, obviously related to his boxing and pigeon raising hobbies. So, so the guy who came to him was probably like, yeah, you can make a ton of money. You can make it whatever you want. And he probably said like, I want to make it pigeons, you know? And so it's just something they get to do as fun and hopefully make money on. Is that serious? He's, he's a pigeon hobbyist. Yeah. You didn't know that? No, I didn't. He raises a ton of fucking pigeons and like loves them. Oh yeah. Does he, does he use them for messages and shit like that? Or is it just a pet? I that part I don't know, but I do know he keeps them as pets, and he's like, "Oh, I love pigeons; they're great." <laughs> Why else would you get a fucking pigeon? Why do you get any pet? I don't know. To spread well, diseases like a supervillain. <laughs> yeah, Speaking of scams, though, I just got word the other day that Firefest is coming back. Firefest, <gasps> thank Firefest fucking too. god, yes, sir. How are people buying tickets for that? Is that the one there was a car wreck? They had a Netflix yeah. documentary. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, so if you need a refresher, you can go on Wikipedia and read the very, very first sentence, which is, Fire Festival was a fraudulent luxury music festival. And that yep. should just tell you everything you need to know. The The guy went to jail. He just got out of jail. He announced he was doing an NFT scavenger hunt island called Pirate like six months ago. And now he's just quietly decided not to. And now he's just blatantly doing Fire Fest 2. So he started taking pre-orders for tickets. He's already sold out like 100 or something at like 500 apiece. And he plans on doing more and incrementally increasing the cost up to about seven grand per ticket. So I, get in now while you still can. Yep. Now's the perfect time to buy. Because this buy one's it. happening. If you want a delicious lunch of two slices of cheese, two pieces of bread, and a tomato, <laughs> it's time for Firefest 2. God damn right. Yeah. I can't believe he hasn't been barred from hosting events, though. That's what like, I was going to say. That's what I was going to say. He went to jail for this, didn't he? Surely there's some, like part in that like sentencing that says hey you can't uh, run a festival again. well he's so the thing is he's not running a festival obviously he doesn't have anything booked he doesn't have anyone signed up he doesn't have anything he's literally selling imagination which i guess you can't really stop him from doing but you could just still come in and say like no you can't do this like this is highly well, Charlie, illegal technically he has sold out imagination because those <laughs> tickets have sold out already <laughs> true yeah um, as of yesterday, well, sorry, as of three days ago or so, they're sold out. But you can now buy the tickets that cost 800 bucks a pop, mm-hmm. and there was 400 of those. There's also merch that they just started doing, so Firefest 2 hats and a hoodie. <laughs> yeah, you're right, you can get PJs. Is it too late? Can I still get one? Oh, no, you can get one right now. Uh, oh, shit. Yeah, you can get one. You can give the scam artist your money. Oh, this is well, totally. It can't, can't happen twice. He's not going to risk going to jail again. Right? Yes, he is. <laughs> That's exactly no, what's Jackson, going to happen, <laughs> Jackson. This is on the up and up this time. If you go to the tickets website, it lists the event venue as the Caribbean Sea. So it's definitely going to happen. Jesus, I just, Christ. Yeah, I, I think it's fine. I think he's practiced. The first time was practice. He's ironed out all of the kinks. There will be performances this time. Uh, that's about it. You know, I actually, I will say, I do think there is a chance he can get a couple of artists on board who will do this like as like a big publicity thing because Firefest 2, but this time it's real. And I've mm-hmm. really, I'd be very upset to see it, but I wouldn't be surprised. No, I wouldn't be surprised if this completely sells out and is an actual big event just because of the memes and stuff. Yeah. He still owes $26 million to victims of the last Firefest scam. <laughs> Holy fucking crap. Oh, maybe, well, maybe that's the goal here. If he makes $26 million off of this, he can repay them and keep whatever is extra. And then the next round of lawsuits in prison, he'll hold yeah. Fire Festival 3. Yeah, paid him with that money. He'll just keep re- restarting it to pay off. <laughs> that's kind of ingenious. That's like using a credit card to pay off a credit card. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. on to something, actually. Wow. But it's going to run out eventually. What happens no. at the Lost Fire Festival? It's called Infinite Money, Jackson. You wouldn't get it. Do you really think the hype for Fire Festival is going <laughs> to die? Are you a fucking idiot? It's going to be like Final Fantasy. Fire Fantasy. Jackson, I remember seeing those people in their little yurts on the island eating fucking tiny slivers of pizza the size of a pinky finger. And I thought, they're having fun. They're getting their money's worth. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I'd go there. Would you? It seemed like a pretty cool event. Yeah, just for the sense of community. <laughs> just to be a part of something. What community? Rich douchebags? Well, they weren't even, no, they weren't even rich. The tickets were like severely underpriced, right? That's part of the reason Whoa. why you know. Were they like 500 rich, bucks? But if you pay 800 How bucks is- for a ticket, you're a yuppie. Wait, you think 500 bucks is cheap? It was a fucking trip to the fucking Caribbean or some shit, or I don't know, remote island. Yeah, I do think 500, 500 is cheap for that. That's why you were an idiot for doing it in the first place, because obviously you were getting scammed. Well, yeah, if it's all inclusive, I guess. It was all, it well, was, it was all inclusive. It was allegedly all inclusive. Oh. And, uh, yeah, in that case, yes, $500 isn't just cheap. That's like, you're an idiot. <laughs> I, I don't remember that being 500 for everything, and 500 just as a baseline is expensive as shit. I'm, I don't know. Festivals are pretty expensive as is, aren't they? I don't know. I guess I haven't been to enough festivals. But then they promised we're going to have food and see, so we're going to have a nice yurt to sleep in for that ticket. So, so yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, prices yeah. for the tickets were 500 to $1,500, including VIP packages that included airfare and luxury tents for $12,000. But uh, all uh, customers were promised accommodation in modern geodesic domes and meals from celebrity chefs. <laughs> so they did definitely oversell the ticket's value. Yeah, I would say $500 for a festival ticket with accommodation. Yeah. That's still pretty cheap. As well as the lineup that he initially promised was really big. Like, it had Pusha T, Blink-182. It had everybody. Yeah, Little Yachty, who, thank God, he took time out of his phase clan schedule to show up. <laughs> but yeah, it was... I, I could see people paying that for that. You, you go to an island exclusive concert with huge names, luxury meals... I, I don't know if anyone got excited about living in a dome, but I, I could see people thinking that's <laughs> definitely worth I can totally understand why people fell for it. Like, it was yeah. an attractive offer. Uh, it looked official enough. The craziest thing was all of the celebrities didn't say anything about not going. <laughs> like, they just oh, yeah. let people believe that they might. Yeah. Yeah, that's part of the deal. One of the Kardashians was like posting about how exciting it was going to be and how she can't wait to go there or whatever. And then she obviously didn't end up going. I don't remember that. that. It was one of the Kardashians, I think, had a sponsored deal with it. Didn't end up going. It seems that out of all the musicians, Blink-182 was the only one to comment on it. And the day that the festival started, they announced on Twitter they weren't going. (laughs) We're not confident (laughs) that it's a venue we can perform at to give you a good concert. (laughs) Wait, so what? Glad they waited for the last possible yeah. second. Yeah, what the fuck? Literally the <laughs> day, they say way early, the day oh. of the festival, they announced they're that's not awesome. going. <laughs> oh, that's Why the great. fuck did they not say anything before that? Why would they? Why well, do you no, expect like decency from celebrities? And why would? Yeah, but it's not know, even decency. It's just, it's, just it, it's literally just like, are you buying tickets to go? Okay, we're not. Like, it's just like a simple thing. Like, are you going <laughs> or not? It's even simpler. Just say, what's Fire Festival? We weren't even told about this. We're yeah, not going yeah. to the that. The lineup was announced like a, a month or so before, right? So as soon as they saw that, they could have been like, what the fuck are you guys on about? We're not going to be yeah. there. Don't mislead our fans. That's not decency. That's like protecting your own brand. I would totally expect celebrities to do that. Yeah, it's, that's no like idea. the easiest thing ever to do. 
too much for celebrities, I guess. Unless they actually did commit to it and then cancelled on the day, which I don't understand why. It's possible, actually. They could have committed not knowing that it was a scam and then just cancelled like they have after recognizing that it indeed was a scam. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they didn't... Oh, oh, okay, here. I predict this. They committed... And then they never got the money that they were uh, promised up front. So then they canceled on the day because mm. that was a bad sign. That's possible. Yeah. And then the NDA got voided, I guess. Could be. Yeah, something like that. Oh, well, this time, it doesn't matter. This time is going to be fine. Blink 182 is going to be there. It's going to be a hoot. Yeah, they, they worked out <laughs> all the bugs. Yeah, I heard they're getting the official podcast, Fire Festival 2. <laughs> why, why the fuck would he call it Fire Festival 2? If he wanted to maybe make something, he could have just done this again with a different name and tricked people who didn't look up who was he running it. He did. It was called Pirate and no one cared. That's <laughs> what I was saying initially. Oh, God. Okay. He did Firefest too because everyone knows the name. That's exactly why people will go. Or that's exactly why people will buy tickets. Why'd you correct yourself? Because they're not going. <laughs> there's, there's nowhere to go. Yeah, this is targeted for the end of 2024. He's going to fleece so many dum-dums until then. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just needs the time to prepare the island and stuff. He's going to like flatten it, clear the room for the tents. Oh, terraform it, stuff. yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> make it like habitable. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this is stupid. God, people he's working by himself. Away. He's he's going out there on his own to put the tents up himself. It's going to take a year. With though. a shovel. Yeah. <laughs> we should buy tickets so he has the money to buy himself a boat to get to the island. Power tools. <laughs> yeah. He's a there with a hammer. Good hammer. Not <laughs> a, a cheap one. He needs a good hammer. What if what if he did what if he did deliver, but it was just like camping tents and a stage and a boom box on the stage and he just played music from the bands? Do you think yeah, people would be pissed off in that situation? Nope, they would consider that a no. success for sure. Yeah, they would <laughs> take their complimentary NFTs and leave and be stuck at the airport like last time. Yep, dining on their exquisite cheese sandwich. Because <laughs> remember last time when all of the influencers were stuck someplace and they were like, we were promised limousines to take us to the airport or whatever. And then all the locals were like, there is no airport. What are you talking about? Why are you here? <laughs> what was, was that they got stranded the fire festival won at the end of the documentary they were all fucking stuck someplace because all the people were trying to leave finally after the quote-unquote event was over but they couldn't because that the transportation just didn't exist and they were all lied to i remember they were like all of the people were locked in the airport <laughs> like they, they were kept inside they weren't allowed out because uh there was no way something to go. like that yeah yeah <laughs> uh, I will. I'll go. I- I'll report from the ground if you guys want. Yeah, yeah grab some tickets, scoop. Jackson. Mm. They're only like four hundred bucks. Yeah, might as well. I don't think I'm doing anything in 2024. You'd have to spend so much money to come back, though. You might have to do a GoFundMe for us to bring you back <laughs> to have you extradited <laughs> from the Caribbeans. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if I had to fight my way out of like an internment camp or something. That's how bad Ooh. it is. Yeah, they should have Fire Festival in North Korea. Oh, that'd go hard. Oh, it would. 
Except the fire would be actual gunfire. <laughs> <laughs> Billy's escaping with all of your money. Yeah. Let's pause for a second and talk about one of our favorite partners of the show, Fitbod. Now, I see a lot of comments lately about people maybe going through a bit of a rough patch in their life. One of the best tools that you can have to counteract that is a Fitbod. I mean, how could you be sad when you look down and you've got chiseled abs and a nice pecs and big guns, you know, all the glamour muscles, but also the insides. You're working out your insides as well. You're doing everything. So you can hop onto Fitbod and they give you a personalized workout routine designed for your fitness levels and goals. And you can basically use that and watch along with their tutorials and and videos and demonstrations to facilitate the best progress for your Fitbod. If you're a beginner and you've thought about working out or or keeping fit or anything like that, then I really do think Fitbod is a fantastic tool that can be utilized to just get a head start kind of get, get to grips with it because it can be very, you know, confronting and overwhelming. Like there's so many different workouts that you don't know what to do. Fitbod makes that way easier. And its powerful technology understands your ability, studies your past workouts, and adapts to your available gym equipment. So you really don't need that much to start working out, and Fitbod makes that even easier. I'm sure you could put in like milk cartons into the algorithm, and it'll show you how to correctly curl them or something. It's fantastic, and I urge everyone who has an interest in working out or starting to work out, go to fitbod.me official to get 25% off your subscription. That's fitbod.me slash official for 25% off your subscription. It's a fantastic service. And I really can't stress how important it is to keep fit physically so that you can be mentally fit as well. And hey, now that you've got a Fitbod, a really ripped body, the best way to show it off would be to strip it completely of hair. Just remove all the hair so all the prying eyes can just take in all of your beautiful radiance in of itself. And the best way of doing that is with Harry's. Harry's is another longtime supporter of the show. And what they do is they make it exceptionally easy to remove hair from your body. You might think that I'm incapable of growing facial hair, but the truth of the matter is I use Harry's daily to remove all traces of hair from my face. And that's why I'm hairless, goddammit. Harry's has just released their sleekest razor yet, the Craft Handle. It has an innovative design that delivers the same great shave you expect from Harry's. More so, in fact, it's it's a fantastic shave. It's built with German-engineered blades that glide across your skin. And by God, are they effective at removing hair. So you can experience the latest and greatest in the Harry's razor lineup delivered straight to your door for just $10 at harrys.com slash official. That's harrys.com slash official if you want to level up your shave game and take it to the pro league with Harry's craft handle. Go pro with Harry's at harrys.com slash official. You're getting a $17 craft handle starter set for just $10. That's $10 at harrys.com slash official. Don't miss out. Say goodbye to hair and hello to Harry's. That's harrys.com slash official. H-A-R-R-Y-S dot com slash official. Did you guys hear about how North Korea will now, quote unquote, allow citizens back into North Korea? I didn't notice, but apparently... During COVID, a bunch of North North Korean citizens got stuck abroad. And North Korea is now like, yeah, you may come back now. We're easing restrictions. I, I don't know which fucking North Korean citizen would want to go back. 
Well, thank God. Well, it's nice they have the option. Yeah. At least they <laughs> finally know they said it. Allow them out. Does North Korea even give you visas now to leave? No, it was probably like sent out on like, uh, you know, what, what do you call it? It's them? business. Emissary. Yeah, whatever. Well, no, no, no. Like they, they have a lot of businessmen who travel to China and other countries for business. Just straight up. There's a train that runs between North Korea and China regularly. And it's just, you know, business shit. So COVID happens and you probably have a bunch of North Korean businessmen stuck in China. They're like, hey, guys, you can come back Mm. now. It's okay. Yeah, you have the option now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Don't North Koreans make up like the entirety of... Uh, statue makers in Africa. Like, they're the ones that build all the statues in African countries. Okay, that I don't know. That is such I've a never niche. heard that before. I don't know. But I do know that China is investing in Africa for a ton of labor and infrastructure. Like yeah, China I think that's what it is. Africa. So yeah, China, but he means North yeah, China, Korea. No, no, yeah, but the, the North Koreans make the statues, apparently. Like, uh, China contracts, like, North Korean firms. That would definitely be under China, not Africa, then, because China is, like, the only big boy ally North Korea has. So North Korea kind of just does whatever they say. Um, mm-hmm. But the, the China-Africa thing is cool. I watched a, a film on that where basically they're stepping in and they're going, hey, man, you, I, I forgot the details of it, but basically they say, we'll give you jobs and we'll give you food. And all you have to do is build these like super railways or super highways or all these infrastructures that we're going to use in the future. And they're not at all sustainable by the local economies. It's just purely for China to have. And yeah. one of the things that happens well, also, in the movie. Hey, guys, you have all these natural resources. We'll help you build these mines. Oh, also, we'll take like 80 percent of whatever yeah. you mine. Yeah. <laughs> and one of the things that happens in the movie is China comes in first and they go, hey, this is a great spot to start construction. We're going to build you a building, a, a little building to work out of. So like an, a giant, not a skyscraper, but, you know, a large office building so you can conduct your meetings and do all your business stuff for your business. Yeah, we'll do it. And they build them this nice modern business center for the African city building this stuff. And later on, the workers discover the entire thing from top to bottom is bugged. There's cameras hidden in everything. There's microphones hidden everywhere. And when they confront the Chinese, they're like, we just don't trust you at all. So we had to do it. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting situation. Should have seen it coming. (laughs) But yeah, you're right. Apparently, most of these citizen stuck are students and workers in China. Yeah. Which they're kind of, I mean... Is that at that point is it even an option because China would just literally kick them back to North Korea even if they didn't want to return? Yeah, that's mostly what uh so when you're when you're escaping North Korea, there's basically safe countries and unsafe <laughs> countries, as I as I know from personal experience. Of the times we've escaped North Korea, this is what we've <laughs> yeah. learned. Yeah, all those times. You look at the map. Um China and a few other countries are basically if they catch you, they will just send you back. Just straight up. Oh, you're North Korean? Go back to North Korea. We're deporting you. Get fucked. But then there's other countries like, I think, uh, Hong Kong. I don't know the list. But other ones where it's like, no, no, no. You escaped North Korea. Welcome. Don't go back there. That sucks ass. So China definitely is going to confront those business people and be like, okay, time to go home now. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Get out of China. 
Fuck you. <laughs> Has anyone from uh, North Korea tried to escape across the Pacific Ocean instead of towards China? Probably. I don't think mm. they'd make it very far. Such the Pacific Ocean distance, is kind of yeah. large. You know? Yeah. That'd be impressive. Mm. Land on, like, America's doorstep. Realistically, Ooh. where could you go from there? It would be South Korea, and that's the most heavily guarded border in the world, so it's pretty hard. Yeah. Mm. I'd try for Hawaii, I guess. I don't know if you'd get that far. That would be difficult. I guess you've never seen me escape North Korea before, Andrew, but I'm pretty damn good at it. So I looked up Pacific Ocean on Google to center the Google map, and apparently it has two Google reviews, and it only has a three and a half out of five stars. (laughs) The ocean? Yeah, the Pacific Ocean. (laughs) Who the fuck voted dolphins? What are you doing? Two, two out of five stars from local guide BJH on Google Reviews. One of the worst oceans I've ever seen. There's trash in every corner. If you're lucky enough to have a chance to see fish, most of them got out of there, sadly. Going here will also make you wet, and the water doesn't taste good. It's way too salty. The landscape is gorgeous. You can... <laughs> I didn't know reviewing oceans was a thing. It's pretty cool. At least it's an honest review. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it deserves a zero stars. Fuck the water. Yeah. Have you guys ever left a review for anything? Never once. Mm, Back in the no, day. Not that I can remember. Not now. No. I left a I, I left a scathing review the other month because I I went up to visit my parents and they're quite a distance away. And on the way up I was like starving. So I stopped in at a restaurant that I used to visit a lot when I lived up there. I, I love that restaurant. So it used to be so good. Uh, I got in, ordered. Well, no, I called them first and ordered over the phone and then waited 45 minutes, which is what they said before showing up. And then I showed up to pick up the order and they, they were like, it's going to be another 30 minutes. And I was like, yeah, okay, fine. So I waited around for another 45 minutes and then finally get annoyed enough to go up and ask like, what's happening? Where's the food? And they're like, oh, it's going to be another 15 minutes. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm like, all right. And so I wait another 15 minutes, go back up and check on it again. And they're like, oh, it's going to be another 20. <laughs> I'm like, all right. Just, <laughs> Do you even make food here? You, ha- you have to try really hard to get like a review out of me. But that did it. <laughs> I, I was like on Google in the car writing up an essay about how you should never fucking go there. That pissed me off so bad. Jesus. Didn't, that, that <laughs> didn't is, get my food. That is infuriating, actually. Yeah. Was the food good? I didn't. What, what, do, you what, do, you, what do you mean? It was good four or five years ago, but no, I don't you, think you they say, make food. There didn't anymore. you say you ever you actually got you finally got your food? No, I didn't. I, I left after the third time that they delayed it. Oh, I thought you finally got the it, food. So it was 45 minutes the first time, then it was 15 minutes, and then they were like, it's going to be another 20 minutes. And I could... I, the annoying thing is, it was an open kitchen. So, like, while I'm talking to the, uh, the you know, the waiter at the front desk or whatever, the, the cashier, uh, I could see into the kitchen, and there, there's, like, three dudes just standing around doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they were waiting for ingredients. they just didn't want to cook they were like waiting until closing time and then they were going to shut off and like run away how close to closing time did you place the order no it was like 7 o'clock at night oh wow what kind of food was it 
It was Italian. I knew it. I did. In the back of my mind, I was like, this sounds like a slow Italian restaurant. I had the same experience. There's one down by my mom's house, and the food is really good. But hot damn, they better be excited and ready to work the day you order it, because otherwise you are waiting like an extra hour <laughs> for it. it. It's a real coin flip. That's how it was with Perkins. Perkins had amazing food, but also it's such an old fashioned diner that I think most of the chefs were probably like geriatric. So it'd take them like an hour and a half to make a couple pancakes. Yep. But it was great. I would have been I would have been fine with it if the time estimations like if you've just been up front with me and said or actually delivered on you know the time that you gave me, but it was forty five minutes, then twenty minutes, I mean fifteen minutes, and then another twenty five minutes on top of that, and I'm waiting for like two hours at that point. Yeah, see, that's still not okay though. Like you ordered a reasonable amount of food, I'm guessing, like not catering or something. What do you mean? No, just two meals. Okay, yeah. So I don't think any restaurant should be able to say it's going to be two hours before you get your food. Like that's oh, that's ridiculous. That's well, that's what up. it takes to make it, though. Like, what are you going to do? I it can't think though. of any restaurant that would take two hours to make two meals. If they if they make it fresh, they go out back, they kill the cows, the chickens, and shit. <laughs> oh, that, take, take the take a classic while. joke. I've I've eaten there before and they were used to be good like for you know five six years ago it was just now I think it's under new owners or whatever and they don't know how to make food <laughs> they haven't figured out like how to open the cookbook or anything they're still figuring it out um, like the restaurant itself was quiet and there was another dude that was also staying there waiting with me like he 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 had ordered as well was waiting for his food and he was getting upset as well so I I just don't think they were uh, good at their jobs. So I left that one star review and I felt pretty good about it, to be honest. Did it like ease the pain? Sorry? Did it ease the pain? <laughs> it did a little bit. Like I didn't, I, I, at the end of the day, I didn't lose money. I only lost time, which is probably more. Oh, you never paid for honest. it? No, no. Oh, oh I, I would have left I way before you. I thought you prepaid for it. No, 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 no. Oh yeah. I would have bolted after like the, uh, maybe the mm-hmm. first time. And then I waited a little longer. Well, no, that's I, I had a I had my limit to two two delays and then I left. Jackson's a tough man. He doesn't fuck around. He waits only three times and then a little bit longer <laughs> just in case, and then he leaves. The the thing the reason why I was so lenient was because it was one of my favorite restaurants while I was living up there, and I had a craving for it. I wanted mm. to taste the old times, and also mm. nowhere else was open, so it was that either that or nothing. So nowhere else you know. was open. It was seven p.m. I mean, yeah, it was a quiet town. Mm. A little suspicious. But the, the reason why I was thinking about this, other than what, like the ocean review, um, I, I keep getting notifications about people liking my review. <laughs> and I checked it the <laughs> other day, and it's got like 350 likes. Holy so I shit. Think, uh, I, I think that everyone in this town also hates them now. I don't think you want to dox the restaurant, but can you like put it in our private channel? I want to look this review up. Yeah, no, my review was like pretty simple. I was just explaining what I just said to you basically and how I wouldn't go there again. Even if they changed their ways, if the owner came out and said, we're sorry, Jackson, we're going to do it differently. (laughs) Give out their uh, phone number. Yeah, no, that's enough. That's enough. I I will never trust you again. (laughs) (laughs) They're listening to this show. Yeah. It was obviously new owners, so it probably wouldn't have tasted the same. Do you boys fondly remember our meal at the Hard Rock Cafe. 
You make it sound like it was something crazy. Yeah, well, it was crazy. Charlie got delivered cold chicken, remember? Yeah, and I like, got glass fired into my arm. It was great. Yeah. How could you not remember that? That was, like, so disgusting. I've had so many bad restaurant experiences. That one doesn't even register. You you don't no. remember that one, really? <laughs> it it really... Like, now that you're explaining it, I remember. Yeah. Only because of the glass going into your arm. But other than that, no. That was the worst meal I've ever had in my life. I still think about it all the fucking time. Like, when I have bad food at other restaurants, I always think at least it wasn't as bad as the Hard Rock Cafe. <laughs> I didn't thought Hard Rock Cafe was meant to be good. That was my first Hard Rock Cafe and it fucking sucked ass. Yeah. It was awful. That whole entire meal from start to finish was just a fucking nightmare. Was that the day before Kaya had to leave? I don't know. Kaya? I, I have no idea of this memory at all. I also what? don't remember. You don't remember? No. Were you... Okay, maybe you were gone and just Jackson was there. I know Jackson was there. Yeah, I was definitely there. I think you were there too. Are you sure? I I really don't remember this huh. experience. I remember us going to some expensive place. That was nice. That's we all I remember. We went to Burns, though. didn't we? Burns was yeah. so good. Yeah, Burns yeah, is amazing. That was good. No, that was. I also uh, don't really have any bad restaurant experiences. Maybe I'm just getting lucky. Maybe you give off. You exude like the. I don't know, behavior or the image that they don't want to fuck around with you. Like, you're not someone that they can delay Food three reviewer. times. A Karen. <laughs> no, instead of, instead of leaving a review, you're going to, like, stoop, march into that kitchen and beat ass or something. Yeah, instead no. of leaving a review, he leaves a body trail. Yeah, they took one look at me and said, ah, oh, yeah, we can delay this guy five times. <laughs> Most he'll do is leave a review. <laughs> So if, if like 300 people liked your review, I'm definitely assuming it's not people from the show because I doubt you'd tell people. Does that no, mean it's, this, a, it's a private account. Yeah. Does that mean that this restaurant just sucks ass now if all those people agree yeah. with you? Yeah. I looked at recent reviews as well around the same time and there were just plenty of one stars. Damn, that's really sad. Mm-hmm. It's not yeah, sad. It, it, they earned it. They upset Jackson. True. No, it is sad because they were one of my favorite restaurants and now it's gone and I'll never have them again. Yeah, but that's just kind of the way things go in your life with, like, every property ever and everything you like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's true, It's yeah. actually cursed. Nothing lasts. Everything fades. Just give up. If you treat it like Star Wars, Jackson, you have to go back there another 12 times and mm-hmm. get disappointed every single time. Yeah. Jackson, when you went to the restaurant, did they do the Star Wars thing where when you wanted to order your favorite menu item, they just showed it to you and then put it away and went, look, we have it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just showed me pictures of my previous meals that yeah, I really so enjoyed. Yeah, so you could go, oh, I loved eating that. <laughs> that was so good when I ate that. Oh, yeah. Try our new uh, Insanius dish. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Where is your Darth Yucky? Darth Insanius. Yeah. Yeah, uh, try Globshito, the drink here. <laughs> it's milk, but we put blue dye in it. <laughs> That'll be $16. Yeah. Oh, more than that now if you actually go to Star Wars. Much more than that. More like $28 for half a chicken breast. Do you guys have any like childhood restaurants or, you know, eateries that you want to revisit? Foods Mm, that I've always liked my whole life, but not specific restaurants. No. You guys don't have like a favorite restaurant? No. I mean, I have restaurants I really like. I don't know which one I'd consider my favorite. It all depends on what food we're feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, but what what about like nostalgic childhood uh, places? You know. Yeah, I got I got one. No. There's a um, there's a restaurant in Miami called Cazola's. And if you if you've been in Miami, you know exactly where I'm talking about. It's been there for fucking ever, and they serve pizza and wings and subs. And uh, I have a lot of nostalgia there because my brother lived in Miami at the time, and I was like a wee baby. So the only time I ever got to eat there was when I visited my brother in Miami with my family or my dad or whatever. And it's just a fucking incredible restaurant, and I don't get to have it anymore because I believe it's only in Miami. So thank you, Jackson. How do you think you would feel if you went there, ordered something, your favorite menu item, and then they didn't deliver it for two and a half hours? Would I, you be mad? I would not have time to feel because there would be a riot going on in the middle of the store. <laughs> the day Cazola's <laughs> drops the ball is the day Miami is on fire. Would you leave a review, though? Would I leave a review? Yeah. Ooh. That, oh, that's a good question. Hmm. Yeah, how far do they have to push you before you do leave a review? <laughs> or an angry Reddit comment. I, I think they yeah, have to do something outlandish, like serve me actual feces on a plate or something. Something I have to talk about, you know? So let me ask yeah. you, Andrew. Would you leave a bad review if they served you raw chicken? Mm. Like, is that the limit? I, I actually would because I would feel like they're trying to kill me. I would I would definitely in the moment be like, hey, uh, this this is raw. Or like if there was a manager, I'd be like, I don't know what's going on in the kitchen, but like you're putting out raw chicken, like something's fucked. I don't know if I'd leave like a Google review about that. Maybe. I'm surprised uh, the reviews even do anything. Did that happen to you recently? No, it happened to me at Arby's though, about a year ago. They served oh, Jesus. me a piece of raw chicken. Oh my god. Yeah, it was fucking revolting, and I ate it, too, because I didn't know it was raw. Seems to happen to you a lot. Yeah, I, I do definitely have some bad restaurant experiences, more so than you guys seem to have. Like, the Hard Rock one doesn't even register with me. What's your plan when you when you get a bad restaurant experience? Because I feel like you're in that fucking nebulous zone of you're just fucked. You ate food, so you're not really hungry, but your meal was terrible, so you still want to eat something, you know? Well, wait, what, if it's if raw chicken, you don't keep eating it. Yeah, after I realized it was raw, I stopped. I didn't just keep going. But no, no, no. But like when they give you like just really bad food, you know, do you power it down? Do you just eat That's some? still edible? Yeah. Yeah, that depends on how hungry you are. Well, it also depends if you're with company. If you're with a group and you can't really leave because they're enjoying their meals yeah. or whatever. Mm. But if I was on my own, I, yeah, I wouldn't eat something that I didn't enjoy. And I would, I would probably be like, yo, this, this meal isn't great. Is that how you would yeah. say it? Yo, this meal isn't great. That happens huh? to me in like <laughs> hotels most often. When you order room service, especially in American oh, yeah. hotels, which so far only have let me down, it's very lackluster food. But then again, it's like, you know, 11 p.m. Like, what the fuck are you going to do? It's either this or you go to bed hungry. You go whatever. Room service is like legitimately a scam. It's like yeah, a hundred dollars or ninety dollars for like thirty dollar food. Mm-hmm. Charlie, tell us a good restaurant experience. A good, good restaurant experience. A, a good, what was your one. favorite? Yeah. Um. If the Hard Rock doesn't register, give me one that you think about like vividly. Well, the Hard Rock doesn't register is because it wasn't as like noticeably it's not something that stands out as being one of my worst do you want like an actual like positive one or like a 
a good one as in like this place was amazing no 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 a, a good bad story a good oh. a good story oh, oh, oh. so you're yeah. asking for his worst yeah you're asking yeah, for yeah, my yeah. worst but asking it is my best yeah. <laughs> it's very good I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I said give me a good one give me like a good um, story the yeah. best story yeah yeah I have something similar to Jackson, and it happened at Perkins, which is why I brought hey. them up. We were eating at Perkins, and I'd hype this place up to all my friends because of their potato pancakes. It's mm -hmm. something I've done for years. I always try and get people enlightened with that. Oh, that's the worst. Yeah, and we all went to Perkins. It was kind of late. It was like 9 p.m. or something. And I was like, all right, you guys got to get the potato pancakes. And instead, it was at the USF campus, which is a college campus nearby. So I thought it'd be like much quicker because, you know, college kids and shit. But... We get there, it's like 9 o'clock, we order it, hour goes by, still nothing. <laughs> we haven't seen the server a whole fucking oh, no. night past getting waters, so no refills or anything. So one of us flags down the server when we see her come back, and then apparently she never even put in our order, so then we're like, that's alright, can, can you put in our order now? And she's like, yeah, I'm on it. So she goes back, she puts in our potato pancake order, and like 35 minutes goes by. And we're like, okay, maybe we should check on it. So we flag her down again. She's like, what do you mean? So we left. She had it in her apron and just quit on the spot. She was like fucking lobotomized. She didn't even she didn't even know what we were talking about the second time around with our order. What do you mean? She's gaslighting you. What do you mean? Yeah, so that one was really embarrassing because I had hyped it up so much for all yeah, of us. I was gonna say that's like the worst thing. That's yeah. the worst feeling when you hype something up to your friends or you, you talk about how something is so amazing and then they come back or you, you go do it and it's just fucking, it sucks. Yeah, Even you're awful. like, damn, this sucks. How big was your group? There was only like three of us. It wasn't a huge group or anything. No. That's not even a group. That's just, yeah, that's just, just a, yeah. So did you just give up? Did you just walk out? Well, yeah, we, we weren't, we weren't getting served, Andrew. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> yes, we could have stayed I'm, there till 4 a.m. and we wouldn't have seen fact, a morsel of food. I'm well aware of that fact, but did you maybe talk to a manager? Did you maybe do anything no. else? Did you leave? Did you ask for a different server? No, 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 no. We just left. Okay. That's what I was asking. No. By that point, it had already been so long. <laughs> you should have called the helpline. Yeah, that's why she walked all over you. You should have called the restaurant phone number and yeah. asked the kitchen directly. You should have placed a to-go order and then just walked up to the counter and taken it. That's, that's on you, Charlie. That, the to-go order actually might have went hard because then there's like an app, like there's no way you just forget. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Unless you deleted the app. Oh, true. Yeah. Anyone else have good restaurant mm -hmm. stories? Uh, I mean, there's uh, not ones where they've fucked up or anything, I've... but my favorite. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. I didn't know you were going to actually give one. Go ahead. No, go. No, no, no. You go. I was just going to say, Andrew, you know that sushi spot that I love to go to or used to when I lived in downtown Sushi Ninja? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, one, we went there. Yeah. One time they ser I ordered a uh, shrimp sushi thing. I forgot what it was. They don't have it on the menu anymore, probably simply because of me. And what they did, it's like a presentation where they serve you like the entire shrimp. So like head and all eyeballs, everything. Mm -hmm. I was like, damn, this is really exotic. So I just started eating the, sh the head and the eyeballs. And the <laughs> server came out and she's like, you really shouldn't do that. <laughs> so I got very scared. You're upsetting our other patrons. And I haven't seen it on the menu since. <laughs> Apparently you can do that though. So it wasn't like dangerous. It's just well, ill-advised. Yeah. You're supposed to just like take that part off. It was just a presentation thing. <laughs> yeah. 
Damn, Man, I, I go there. Every I felt now fucking and then. primal though. I was biting yeah. in on fucking shrimp skulls and eyeballs. I've been there every now and then, and I've never seen anything like that. Jesus Christ! Yeah, I'm surprised you did that. <laughs> oh, I love that place. I, I trust them with my life. <laughs> like they serve the best sushi ever. They do. They they yeah. truly truly do. No, I, I know. I'm surprised you ate like its head though. Like, yeah. I don't know, man. Those are those are some flavor oh, I, scientists, though. I trust them. I have an interesting related story on that, Charlie. Um, mm. So I have a friend who lives in Japan, who I brought up a couple times, and she was visiting Tampa and Central Florida, and she was hanging out at our place, and we were like, oh, you know, we'll get some lunch, whatever, and I said, let's go to Sushi Ninja, because it's good. And when we got there, she was like, would it be weird if I took photos of this? And I was like, Why? So she's a uh, Japanese school teacher, and she said, I want to show my students what American sushi looks like. Because apparently what they serve there is nothing, not even remotely close to actual sushi. At Sushi Ninja? Yeah. Does that surprise you? I feel the same way. I've never been to China, but I assume that whatever they serve here in America's Chinese food is nothing like actual Chinese food. Oh, it's not. Because it's so sweet. It's American Chinese. And just drenched in brown sugar syrup. But yeah. it's just it's just funny to me that it's so disconnected that you could show students and be like, look at this. This is what they eat in America. And they'd be like, whoa, ew, ew, ew yucky. <laughs> what was your story going to be, Jackson? Oh, I was just going to say my favorite restaurant is a place called Pancake Mansion or Pancake Manor. I mean, <laughs> that sounds and cool as shit. I think it's only my favorite place because I only ever go there when I'm fucking drunk at like 2 a.m., which was like years ago, obviously. But I've only got fond memories now like of that because everything tastes incredible when you're hungry and drunk. So it probably sucks mm-hmm. ass every other time. But I'll keep hold of those memories. I might visit there again soon and see if they can deliver food on time or if that's just another memory that's going to be. Well, you have to show up drunk, though. <laughs> Otherwise, it's not fair. On that topic, yeah. did you have a go-to drunk food when you I did really hard yeah. pancakes anything with carbs andrew you and i used to go to it you remember uh mcditton's had the uh hibachi place and a jimmy john's right oh, next to yeah. it yeah the oh the jimmy john's with the <laughs> bathroom floods that was yeah, classic yeah, yeah. oh man i don't know if i told what that story jimmy jo- what a jimmy john's real it's quick. a sandwich place it's absolute trash tier sandwiches they make awful subs it's Subway, but made just Even as worse. cheaply as possible. Yeah. Um, so that Jimmy John's is amazing. I don't know if I told this story on the podcast because we would, of course, go there after the bars and get some fucking sandwiches. But one time I had to piss and I walked over to the bar, or not the bar, the bathroom. And in the back, it was just a flood of piss. Just a, a <laughs> pure flood of yellow water. From the fucking door all the way to yeah. the toilet. And they just didn't care at all. They were just in the front making sandwiches while the back of the restaurant is flooding with piss. <laughs> Did you piss in the flood? Yeah, you gotta piss in oh, the flood. Man. Yeah. Oh, boy. I don't remember what I did. I think I just gave you up. Ate, you ate there? You, you chose to God eat damn right. I had already ordered my sandwich, so I was, I was committed. I was ready for the long haul. Right. Yeah, that place is place is a nightmare. God damn that! Uh, when you're drunk, it doesn't matter. It really oh, yeah. doesn't matter. That hibachi place anything. was actually like really good, though. Yeah, that was also really good. 
When I used to drink pretty hard, my go-to thing, I don't know why, was I would go to Checkers and get chili cheese fries. Oh, that's big. Mm, yeah, that and just eat a good. whole thing of that in one sitting, and it was disgusting and greasy, and it, when I was drunk, it was and the right. greatest thing I'd ever eaten. Just right, yeah. Just perfect. Mm. Any other restaurant stories from anyone? Nah, I got um, nothing else. Yeah, nothing too crazy. No. Mm-mm. I posted a video in uh, our chat, our topics channel, the, uh, I think it was yesterday. There was a fucking giant crash in the NASCAR Cup Series. Did you guys see it? Yeah, I saw it last night. That shit was crazy. It was fucking nuts. It did like, the car did like 12 flips in the air. I thought he was for sure dead. I was like, there's no way this guy survived that. And apparently he was released from hospital the very next day with just minor injuries. Yep. I'm it, like, what the fuck? It's impressive how technology it has come along with that kind of shit. Well, well, but, yep. Yeah, but like, why isn't it for everyone else? Like, uh, you can die in like a because mild Because drivers on the road don't earn millions of dollars, Jackson. It, it also just costs yeah. millions of dollars to do that. Yeah. Oh, it doesn't? Yeah. It's very expensive technology. Those roll cages have so much that goes into them. But it, it, you can survive that. Just take the technology and make it cheaper. Save people. <laughs> That's well, how that works. That's yeah, right. Okay. The the four let's let's look at graphics cards. Those are beautiful. Like the high-end graphics cards, take that and make it cheaper. It's like it's kind of hard. Yeah. They do that, but it takes time and yeah. development, Jackson. You can't just immediately do that. Well, yeah, but NASCAR's been cars have been around for hundred years or so now, right? They but were made NASCAR like, makes money. When you take that million so dollar safety system and put it in the car, the car is earning you millions and millions of dollars. All right, so cars are definitely getting safer in, in general. Like, yes. they are. There are advancements. They being are made objectively in getting safer. Yes. One, one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but no car out there can survive seven flips like that. Or at least like commercial cars, you know. Yeah. How do you know? Have you tried? Have you tried? Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. <not>. <laughs> but it's just fucking insane. He just walks away with it. He get he gets out of the fucking car. It was in the air for like a solid five seconds with like doing flips and yeah, shit. Yeah, because if you That's so I'm watching the video now, it's the structure doesn't compromise. So he probably was never hit with anything. He's because the the cars are designed to keep you super duper stationary. Yeah. So really, the brunt of his injuries was probably just he got spun around really fast. Yeah, like whiplash related. How did that look, like snap his neck? <laughs> you meant it like G force because they whatever. keep you totally stationary in those cars. They have yeah, like they, neck. In fact, um, who was it? Was it Dale? Who's the guy who died? Jeff Gordon? No, Dale did he Earnhardt. die because he Dale didn't Earnhardt. have the neck thing? Yeah, it was Dale Earnhardt. Dale Earnhardt. Yeah. He uh he got whiplash because they didn't install the neck safety thing and he died. But with the neck hmm. safety thing, you're good. It's fine. I thought the I thought the Dale crash was because the car didn't flip around a lot. It just like crashed into a wall basically, which obviously if the car is going super fast and then stops immediately, that's way more dangerous than it being in the air and like doing flips. I think. Yeah, I think it's those like really abrupt stops that cause the most yeah. like dangerous stuff. Yeah, because all, all yeah. of the force is then exerted onto the car itself it's, and the person inside. It's not the speed that kills you, it's the stopping. Yeah. That's, that's the old saying. So maybe if you do get in a car crash in in a, like public or whatever in your, com- in your car, uh, try it and do as many flips as you can. Oh, that's yeah, a good idea. Say, the slow-mo of this is so beautiful. They should turn this into a sports like 
Tony Hawk's Pro Crasher or something. Someone How many flips to, can you do? Someone needs to edit this video and put a Tony Hawk combo meter at the bottom. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if it's that safe, might as well. <laughs> Crash on purpose. Yeah, it's, it's definitely it's, the safest way yeah. of crashing. Just if you're in in the process of crashing, try to find like a ramp or something. <laughs> How, <laughs> long? <laughs> How long until that becomes the standard for road vehicles? Oh, I'm in the new Tacoma and it's so safe. I think I'll just crash into this guy and see what happens. Yeah. The guy is in a motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't think there's any way you're going to make a, uh, Motor a motorcycle safe. safe. Yeah. yeah. Not unless you put in like an ejector seat that detects the crash. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like, a, yeah, it's like a predictive uh, like calculation or whatever. It detects that you're going to crash in like five seconds and it shoots you up into space. <laughs> the only safe... <laughs> the safe feature and then the, the, on the motorcycle. Then the other car is just hit by a random like personless motorcycle <laughs> like a fucking torpedo yeah. <laughs> a missile it would be fucking great if motorcycles overnight went into like just became the safest vehicles because you could to just eject yourself and then whatever you know your motorcycle just becomes a bullet on the road <laughs> what if they just fill the motorcycle with airbags so it, like puts you in a protective bubble whenever you crash why don't we turn oh. it into a bubble and you ride the motorcycle from the inside and you like oh. spin around really fast and shit. Like a, like a hamster ball. wheel? Yeah. What if you take the motorcycle and you build like a protective shell around it and maybe put on two more wheels as well? And that would never work. Really That's stupid. You're stupid. You're sounding really dumb right now. Well, what if, How are you what if cut we the made it, in that? What if we made it way more unsafe and removed all the wheels and it flew through the air and we had it carry like hundreds of people? Yeah, 400 people. Yeah, yeah that would never happen though. That'd be way too unsafe. Yeah. All right, are we done here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow. job well done, boys. Seems about that time. Oh, come on. We got one more thing in us. One more? Okay, but just for you. Yeah, let's talk about how fucking Bioware sucks now and they fired 50 people, 50 of their best riders. All right, Bioware sucks now because they fired 50 people. What do you boys think of that? Uh, I think uh, I'm for it. Do you know it was <laughs> their best it. riders? Well, it was, I, I don't know if it was their best riders, but it's the riders, a lot of riders that have been around for like 15 years within the company mm. and were like, you know, wrote like Dragon Age Origins and stuff like that. So, yeah. So what's the reason? I, I, I read the fucking message that the general manager wrote, and it was all just like fucking corpo buzzwords and stuff about how they're doing it to unlock more creativity within Bioware. It's going to make them more agile. Just like stu stupid corpo stuff. Iterate quickly, unlock more creativity, and form a clear vision. Yeah, that yeah. doesn't mean anything. I think what it's that means is uh, we have ChatGPT now. <laughs> Bye. Well, no, it means uh, EA is probably going to shut down Bioware after their <laughs> next release, if I had to guess. It sounds like they are being downsized. It's fucking crazy how far, how long dev cycles are now. Bioware hasn't released a game since uh, Anthem, right? Which was 2017? Oh, yeah. Or was oh, it 2019? 
No, 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 no. I think it was like 2019. Yeah, not 2017. So what was what was wrong with Anthem? Because that just terrible. F- everything, yeah. everything flopped immensely. Games are yeah. just getting too big and unwieldy. Like, does a game really need ten years of a development cycle and millions, hundreds of millions of dollars? It blows my mind that fucking the entire Mass Effect trilogy, one of my favorite trilogies of all time, was made in five. Well, about six years. That's three games. Mass Effect two, uh, three alone was made in two years, and for whatever criticism you have about the ending of Mass Effect 3, which, fair enough, the rest of the game was incredible. So that was made in two years. And now you can't make a game under, like, six-year dev time? Something's, like, completely broken in the I industry. really hope we are approaching critical mass of this industry and we're hoping or heading for another crash. It's just too big, too conflated, too... Ugh. I, I hope that we just reset. I mean, it's 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 only growing in terms of revenue, so doubt it. Yeah. Kaya just posted numbers the other day about how I think the games industry brings in two hundred and forty billion dollars uh, a year, right? Whereas, uh, let me see, two hundred and twenty-one billion compared to the movie industry, which is seventy-seven billion, and music industry at twenty-six billion. Yeah, I brought so, that yeah, up ages huge. ago, and you guys said that. It, that doesn't sound right, but it is right. Like the video game industry makes so much more than the other industries. Because people only ever think of it as like, oh, that can't be right. I mean, League of Legends is big, but it doesn't make that much money. But they completely discount like the Chinese market and mobile games yeah. like fucking Candy Crush and whatnot. Yeah. yeah, I completely believe it. There's also the fact that it's a continuing revenue stream. If I watch a movie, uh, that's it. I paid, I went to the movie, I paid for my ticket, I watched the movie, I left. Maybe that movie generates more money off of, I don't know, streaming or whatever the fuck, but then it's done. Whereas with video games, oh, there's a microtransaction, there's an expansion pack, there's a this, there's that. A game can make a shitload of money. I mean, look at look at current game revenue models all these battle royales and mobas and all this shit every month every couple weeks they just bring in something that people buy and spend money on you know yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and then they don't reinvest back into the studios they don't reinvest it back it's all just greed like you fucking have ea here who uh, has reported record profits and whatever, giving the CEO like a $50, billion, $50 million bonus. And and then they fucking kick off 50 people from one of their studios that they should be reinvesting into. Yeah, I mean, but, but what do you think is going to happen? I feel like, again, we talked about this without ends, but what Elon did at Twitter where he fired 80% of them and no one really noticed the difference. I feel like you could do that at most of these companies now. Yeah, I agree. But like a lot of the, a lot of the people fired here. Were yeah, like, maybe they were just sitting around making those fucking TikToks where they just sip lattes and do yoga in the studio. Yeah, I'm sure there was a bit of trim, fat, uh, like you know, fat trimmed. But a lot of these were writers that have been there since the start and have made massive contributions to the games. And it feels to me like either Bioware is going to get shut down or they're pivoting again away from narrative because a lot of them are writers that were fired. Let's have a little sympathy for once. Let's look at this from the perspective of the large corporation. What if those guys they fired were like sex perverts and stuff and just horrible people? They they were the ones Mm. stealing the breast milk. Oh, that's fair. We never hear of this perspective where maybe the firing is purely a good thing. They were deviants and they didn't work and they were jerks and they 
spoke up too much at meetings. Maybe they should just go. Maybe they should be let go. Maybe they were crunching too hard and it was making EA uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, maybe they were prioritizing the job over their health, and that's just not yeah. the Bioware standard. Yeah, Bioware noticed that they were working too hard. Yeah, yeah they, were, they weren't being fired, they were just being told to go home and rest. Yeah, Jeremy, yeah, I just want you to go see your wife. Gosh, you've been in the office all week. I'm firing you. It's for your own no, good. No, no, no. I don't want you working more unpaid overtime. I want you to go home and take an extended vacation. Okay? What do you mean you're finalizing the microtransactions? Oh, just stop. Go home. Hug your children. <laughs> the video game industry has our best interests in mind. Remember when Bungie made a like a GDC uh, video game developer conference seminar thing where they said that they uh, over deliver is bad. <laughs> yeah, because it <laughs> sets the expectation. It sets expectations too high, so they refuse to over deliver. Yeah, they don't. They don't want to make people excited for the games or anything. They just want to deliver the bare minimum. Aren't they the ones though that just had an announcement as well where they were like, "Yeah, we got nothing." And everyone hated <laughs> <Yeah>. it, sir. <laughs> That's yeah, they, hated it because they, yeah. They, so they 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 can't even fucking make an armor set each year, but they can make three a season for the Eververse store. They they were like, yeah, we know we 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 know we made the promise last year that we'll put a free uh, armor set in the game each year, but we just can't do it. We don't have the resources. Meanwhile, they've posted record profits. Speaking of GDC, like you are not the target audience. Remember who the target oh, yeah. audience is? You guys remember the Sony slides with Dark Side Phil in them? Clumsily yeah. censored, but everyone could tell it's Dark Side Phil playing. No, I, uh, yeah, I absolutely like understand that it's for other video game development companies and stuff, but that's kind of my point. That's where the industry is leading. Like, the, that's what the video game industry wants. They don't want to deliver over the top stuff, they just want to do the bare minimum and continue to mm-hmm. make record profits. Oh, I have some good news in video games. I know all of you guys have been on the edge of your seats waiting for this diarily. Uh, De Nouveau DRM is now coming to Nintendo games. Thanks. Oh my god! Oh my god. You've, been You've all been just, just clawing at this, you know, aggressive DRM oh, in your Nintendo Christ. games, which already run poorly, that's by the, the new, way. <laughs> that's the new technology I wanted on my Nintendo Switch. They finally made the innovation. Mm-hmm. God, that oh. must have taken them so fucking long to figure out what De Nuvo was and how DRM works. And stuff yeah. like that. What is DRM? <laughs> they probably just figured out you can play your games on the internet too. They're looking into that. No, Digital rights management. You mean lawyers? We just throw people in prison. What do you mean digital rights management? Talk to Bowser. He's still in prison. Breaking Customers rocks. have rights? What? Get, on the, get our lawyer on the phone about this. <laughs> but yeah, DeNovo announced on Twitter that their fucking top-tier protection technologies are officially accessible as authorized on the Nintendo Switch <clears throat> middleware. Why does DeNovo have a Twitter? <laughs> like, they don't have fans. Why do they try to make it sound know. so exciting as well? Also, why do I they try know. to make it sound like it works? Denuvo DRM is like the first thing to get cracked on every pirate website ever. It takes them like a couple days at no. best. Yeah, a couple of days. Do you know how insanely mind-blowing it is that it takes a couple of days? Keep in mind, Denuvo, when it originally yeah. came out, took a while for people to crack. First of all, too, I think there's like maybe a handful of people on the planet that still know how to crack Denuvo. So it is... In terms of DRM, it is the best, quote-unquote, which makes it the most hateable at the same time. Uh, unfortunately, it's also 
you know, as all of you are aware, slows the games down significantly. So your Nintendo so games are going to pay for their shittier. profits. Yeah, I mean, what was the first game that used it? I know it was a big title. Was it Dead know. Space? I want to say Dead Space. Yeah, was Wait, it the first Dead Space? The very no, first not one? the first one. No, It'd be like Dead Space first, three, but like the third one or something. Yeah. And I remember specifically, it takes several. It take it took more than a week for it to get cracked, and everybody was mind blown. Like, what the fuck? Since when can we not crack a game in two hours? Ooh, that's a, <laughs> someone just said. Assassin's Creed Origins took six months to crack because it has like two DRM softwares in it plus UPlay. <laughs> oh my god, that is Jesus. actually insane. I bet yeah. they posted record profits on that one just because of that. They yeah. reckon? <laughs> no, fuck no, Jackson. <laughs> The people that are going to pirate Assassin's Creed aren't going to just play it in the to, meantime. To be fair, to be fair, Assassin's Creed Origins, I think, did make record profits for the uh, for the franchise at the at that time. Duh, no, because I... they said we're proud to announce that when you buy the game, you can play it, and people can't play it illegally, and that boosted sales immensely because that's what gamers care about. I, I'm I'm going to look up the franchise sales for Assassin's Creed. I'm looking up Denuvo's Twitter, and every single post is just a smattering of ratios. They don't have a single positive post on their entire account. Yeah, and they don't even have, like, 500 <laughs> followers. Nobody I likes know. these guys. Everyone all. hates absolutely everything they post. It's kind of a... <laughs> they have some posts that don't even have any likes on them at all, but tons and tons of comments. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it just goes like like their top reply on everything is please go bankrupt <laughs> <Holy shit. laughs> who thought them having a twitter was a good idea this is not no this is not where you should be advertising holy shit cancer cancer you clowns are yeah. useless quit breathing oh, my man. air nobody asked for this <laughs> nobody likes you fuck off <laughs> you guys suck <laughs> There's one social media guy at the Nuvo who is just always miserable. They're like, please don't make me post anything, boss. I'm so tired. You, clown, you clowns are useless. Quit breathing my air. <laughs> yeah, that one's awesome. <laughs> People hate the Nuvo. This is going all right. Oh, man. Uh. Oh, <laughs> oh, and apparently the, um, the art that they use to promo it is AI generated. Yeah, oh. it looks like it. Yeah, so they fucking... Oh, God, people are like, oh, yeah, you do this, and yet you can't even hire an artist. Holy shit. <laughs> did you guys... I was just looking at these sets. This is... <laughs> did you guys know Far Cry 5 is Ubisoft's best-selling game? Yes. Of all time? Hmm. Yes. Uh, Assassin's Creed's not even in the top... Oh, it is in the top five. It's in number five. Yeah, Far Cry, Far Cry 5 is huge. 5, then number 2 is The Crew. What the fuck is The Crew? It's a it's, racing game. Yeah, and it's heralded by racing fans as really, really good, if I remember correctly. And then number 3 is For Honor. Now that's surprising. That me, is actually. actually very surprising. Yeah. yeah. 21 million units sold for For Honor. I've never heard of anyone playing For Honor. I remember when it came out, it was really big, but it lasted for like two days. And then everyone went, yep. It's pretty, pretty stale, pretty blah, basic. We're done. That's just, I thought Assassin's Creed was the best. It had a fucking motion movie made. Is Splinter Cell anywhere on there? 
No. No. Probably not. They haven't had a new game since Conviction, right? I guess the industry is that much bigger because Splinter Cell used to be the golden child for Ubisoft for a long time. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not anywhere in this list. Wow. Oh. Tom Clancy's is there. Rainbow Six, yeah. Yeah. Rainbow Six. Uh, no, it's the Division. Oh. Uh, I guess the Division is number four. One or two? Siege is number 10. Uh, it's number one. So everyone forgot the Division 2 exists, right? <laughs> yeah. I never hear about that game. The first Division, yeah, had a lot of hype. Heard of it. I even played it. But Division 2, I don't think I've heard a single person talk about, but it's been out for a while. Yeah, I enjoyed the Division 1, but yeah, <laughs> Division 2 was so bland. Kaya's giggling. I'm laughing at <laughs> Yes, um, Kaya. Well, while you guys were talking about that, I took a look at who actually owns Denuvo, and it's a company called Irdeto, Irdeto, I guess. Uh, they do a lot of protections, including uh, Nintendo Switch emulator protection. Protect your Nintendo Switch games and your valuable income against PC emulation. Emulating any Nintendo Switch game on PC is easy, and there are almost 4,500 of them available at present. Some gamers emulate titles on their release day, playing them without spending a penny. (sighs) By protecting your game with our solution, you force all players to buy it. This is the actual language they use on their promotional site. (laughs) (laughs) They sound nice, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very fuck. honest yeah they don't even like no corporate speak no you know yeah. massaging the message and trying to look nice no it forced the players to buy it well they're not at, like the twitter account is probably for other video game devs they're like marketing to them not to oh no i'm not on the twitter page this is their website i'm on irdetto.com but yes well, I yeah, mean, this is obviously for developers still yeah they're not, still in music they're not trying to sell it to us we're the enemy. Oh, boy. All right. That's going to do it for this week. Uh, okay. If you want m- more better content, head on over to patreon.com slash the official podcast. We've got bonuses as well as Potophiles, which is a lot of fun. That's the brand new mm-hmm. series. Potophiles. Yeah. Go check it out. I'm not going to sell it. You, you go. You go Season two coming it. soon. Yeah. It's also on Spotify. The first five episodes are on Spotify. So you can go check it out. Um, Other than that, we'll see you next time. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye.